everybody, and welcome to Will This Be On The Test. I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk to you about some things you should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes we talk about the fact that it snowed and then was 70, like, in the same day. Yeah, it's... I need to either live in a place with no seasons or a place with clearly defined seasons. Like, when I lived on the coast, seasons more or less clearly defined, but I gather then there's the other coast, which has no seasons. I would be a big fan of no seasons, because, you know, frankly, it's ridiculous. I don't think it's worth it. I lived in Arizona for a hot second, and all I remember was hot and then monsoon season. I guess, Yeah, I guess uh, Arizona only has one season, and that is This Place is Hell. I mean, I guess, like, it's one season of This Place is Hell, or two of hot. So hot to the point where their McDonald's have water slides. Or it's wet. I I was only six to seven years old when I lived there, but I, God, I hated it. Like, my Arizona listeners, because I know we have an abundance of Arizona listeners. I have no idea who where people live. Um... How? How how do you do it without standing at the sidelines of your t-ball game trying to not vomit to the point where you're not allowed to play because you get too heat strokey every time? <laughs> That's one way you get out of sports. Yeah, I, uh, I, as a shock to all of you, was not much of an athlete growing up. I played volleyball for a while, and I planned to play it in high school, but then I found out they made you run laps, and so I was like, nope, I'm good. Ugh, yeah, running laps is the worst. You had, like, it's been like, what have we even done this week? The weather has been so, like, wonky this week. We've just kind of felt blech for a lot of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Like, we don't have anything really exciting to talk about, other than, oh, was, was it this week that the Derek Chauvin trial was the last yes, week. Yes, that was this week. Yes. Now, we haven't talked about that whole topic too much on the show. We've talked about a lot of other current events things. I think that probably came up at some point. And the whole time I was telling Austin, I'm like, they're going to find him guilty. I don't see how they can't find him guilty. I'm not saying on all three counts, but they're going to find him guilty on something because I followed it. I'm like, the, the defense is presenting no defense. They don't have to prove anything. They just have to provide that reasonable doubt, and they didn't. And the prosecution was like, bam, expert, bam, expert, bam, expert. Each one who was like, no, I'm not being paid to be here, except for one guy who was like, I'm getting paid like for my what I'd be paid at work. While the defense were like, yes, I'm being paid to be here. Yes, I was paid to do my work on this project. While the other ones were for the prosecution were like, no, I just felt it was my duty as a medical professional to review this case. Yeah. Um, guilty on all three charges. Guilty on all counts. Oh my God, his just, his face while they were reading off guilty, just the... The eyes back and forth, which I did look up afterwards. I was curious to see what that meant. Because historically, like in books, the eyes were darting, which told us he was lying. He was looking back and forth between the jury and the judge. Um, He was, it's what people do when they're really trying to process something. Like, he actually thought this wasn't what was going to happen. But then he did try to make eye contact with the jurors as they walked out. But my favorite moment was when his lawyer kind of looked over at him and then just leaned back in his chair. Like, bro, what did you think was going to happen? You did this. Yeah. Not as much as with the Golden Skate killer lawyer looked over and you just saw the loathing in that defense attorney's eyes where he was. I mean, I am sure I'm not judging him. I'm sure he did the best defense work he could do, given the circumstances. And I fully believe everybody believes a, uh, everybody deserves a fair trial, no much of a, how much of a disgusting, horrible human being they are. But just looking at the Golden State Killer's uh, lawyer going, oh, thank God. Um, So, yeah, that was like the highlight of the week, except for the fact that I was going into a meeting and a meeting that was like a big meeting. And I was trying to not be weepy when I went into it because I was so this is a 
I know this is just a drop in the bucket of all the shit that, you know, has gone on for centuries and is continuing to happen. But seeing some justice hopefully get done, I'm, ac- I don't trust a- that there won't accountability. be. Accountability. Just seeing accountability is like, I, so good. I don't trust that that juror who spoke to the press is not hurting everything. Um, yeah, if this, oh man. Like, if you're on a jury like that, guys, don't talk to the press until like everything is 1000% resolved or ever. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about you. Come on lady yeah don't don't cash in on this please she's kind of what i imagined um umbridge looking like yeah yeah but yeah i don't feel like she helped things if the if they're trying to get towards some kind of appeal right now Ah, so we are still doing the thing where it's only one of us doing a topic each week yeah for now um I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I kind of like the back and forth that comes with both of us doing a topic, but it has been really helpful as I'm getting used to this new job because it is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to a new school and it's still second grade, but it's different second grade. It's I'm doing I'm doing the same basic type of work, but it's a different place. And I'm having to make some pretty big, you know, adjustments in my brain. She really wants to sit at the cool kid table this time. So, yeah, well, I am sitting at the cool kid table because I work from home. Oh, you got the cats. If, I, if I'm at the loser table, though, there's a big problem since I work from home. It's like I've been bullying her so much. We've been carrying this school metaphor way too far. I hate you. You should. You really should. So since I went last week and you got to hear Rage Maddie, we're going to get to see this week what Austin's talking about and if he gets to bring out Rage Maddie because he hasn't gotten to do that I too mean, much. There's a, there's a chance I might, but it's only because I don't think there's anything that could. But who knows? Who knows? Rage Maddie is an enigma and a mystery and re- and not at all redundant like what I just said. Let's see what you got. So I've been covering some pretty risque topics the last few times, mm-hmm. like even by our standards. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take a little Let's bit of- Let's be fair, your standards. I don't cover risque topics very often. So I'm just going to take a little step back and like, you know, not talk about sex or drugs or Pliny the Elder. Um, Pliny the Elder can be worked into anything if we really believe in ourselves. I mean, he could, he could, but there's going to be no amulets made of testicles this week. There's always an not amulet on the made of testicle. Anyway. So, so, but it's not like a complete break. Because I'm going to talk about something that sounds innocent and just completely innocuous as possible to modern people. But back in the day, people flipped the fuck out about it. I'm going to talk about the Forbidden Dance. The Waltz. Wasn't the Forbidden Dance the Dance of the Seven Veils, which you talked about a couple weeks ago? Oh no, there's been many Forbidden Dances, but this was a Forbidden Dance. The Waltz. And I'm assuming we're not talking about somebody with the last name Waltz? Nope, we're talking about the dance. You know, the the one, two, three, one, two, three, waltz. It's a dance. Typically, it's in three, four time. Uh, it gets its name from the German word of walzen, meaning to turn. Didn't we get into like, you You were like, this, thing, this song called a waltz isn't a waltz, and I explained to you why. Yeah, it's gotten some things in vernacular. It's a, actually, the, wal- the waltz that we're talking about is a traditional folk dance from parts of Germany and Austria, which um, is why the waltz and the polka have so much in common. And you can dance polka music to Blink-182, as my great-grandmother taught my brother when she walked into his room and heard him. She was this very, like, you-do-not-cuss-around-her kind of lady. And Blink-182 was playing, and she she goes, what is this? My brother is, like, trying to go turn it off. He's like, it's a band called Blink-182. And she goes, well, you know this is just polka music, right? (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? She goes, 
all right, let me show you. And this woman in like her probably 90s teaches him how to polka because Blink-182 is just polka music with slightly different instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the song we were talking about on the way was Waltzing Matilda, which is not a waltz. No, it is not. It is about, it is about the Australian word yeah. waltzing. Waltzing is Australian, Australian, bleh, waltzing is slang in Australia for walking. Uh-huh. So the song is not about some Australian bloke uh, dancing across the bush with kangaroos, as I thought as a child. No, he's just walking. No, I explained all of this to Austin and he just stared at me and he was like, why do you know these things? And I'm like, I paid attention in second grade. I didn't pay attention in second grade. (laughs) I was too busy bullying people. I wasn't. He's been bullying me all week since last episode, guys. We need your five star reviews to to end, which you should tell him stop bullying your wife. (laughs) I've not been bullying her. Five stars for Maddie. People get. No, no, I have not been bullying her. Please, (laughs) please believe me. Five stars for Maddie because she's so badly hurt right now. I would give Austin a separate zero stars if I could, but I could only choose one. So I went with the five star review on Apple. You know, yeah, it's true. Give Maddie five stars. For will this be on the test? And we're going, and remember, we're the podcast that has the statue doing a facepalm. Yeah. So when I think about waltzes, you know, I think about, you know, the big, beautiful ballroom with all these people in fancy clothes just spinning around the floor. Wait, did you do this because we, re- we watched the Brandy Cinderella? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And just these beautiful dances and they're all spinning and it's just this beautiful, elegant thing. And it's like just a bunch of princess bullshit happening on the screen. When I think of the waltz, that's what I think of. And so, and even like the music of the waltz, the like, when you think about waltz, you're probably thinking of one of two songs. And one of them is probably the uh, Danube Waltz by, oh, my, oh no, I forgot his name. I got my phone. I want to see, it's not Strauss. Is it Strauss? I think Johann Strauss the second. Danube Waltz. Yeah. Um, the beautiful blue Danube. I oh, think. okay. The blue Danube, Strauss, and Brahms. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was Strauss. Yeah, the beautiful blue Danube by Johann Strauss the second. You think of that da 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 da. And apparently, Johannes Brahms, according to the first result that pops up here. Huh. And it's just—it's a beautiful song, and it's even become something so associated with elegance. We use it in cartoons when something very, like you know, clumsy happens to make it funnier. Mm-hmm. It's such an elegant music, and the waltz is also very simple to learn. It is an easy dance with the basic steps. What's the other song that we're probably thinking of? Uh, the uh, the Waltz of the Sugar Plum Fairies by Tchaikovsky from the Nutcracker. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's an easy to learn dance. It's so easy to learn. You might have seen this circulating online a while ago, that there was a pharmacy that had in its spots in line, the basic instructions on how to do the box step. So you could be, wait, you could learn the basics of the waltz while waiting in line for your prescription. Was this part of their six feet of social distancing? Yeah. That is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Giving you something, a reason to stand there yeah, and like stand, something yeah, to do. Apart, they got marked where you can stand and they had instructions on the ground of how to do the box step. And it's, and you just, it's a romantic dance where you're face to face with your partner. You've got you know, a hand around the waist. The other one is holding their hand. I'm, do, I'm doing this so like you can see me because I still haven't figured out this audio medium yet. And it's just wonderful. And also, by the way, uh, it's almost like it's so culturally important in Austria. Like Austria is like the waltz. They love it. That shit is gold for Austria. And I can't blame them. It's awesome. But who knew you were so into the waltz? Oh, it's nice. I have never done it. Like, 
you guys don't understand how bad of a dancer I am. Even you can learn to waltz. Yeah, um, I was in the musical Footloose, and they managed to not have me dance except for in one number where everybody was on stage, and they put me in the back. I'm glad you mentioned Footloose, because, you know, it's to us, this is, like, the most wholesome goddamn thing you can think of. Which is probably why I find it so funny that when waltzing became popular in Europe and America, the, ent- the entire Western world turned into the town from Footloose. Everyone hated it. Everyone was so upset about this dance and how it was corrupting the youth and we were all going to hell. Because they were touching waists and hands and relatively close together. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into why on that. Because first, this was a peasant dance. It was just a stupid poor person dance and we should be making fun of it instead of doing it. Because anyone could learn it and it lacked the complexity and the courtliness and the elegance of the minuet. Which, um, the minuet, like, if you're, like, if you're thinking about, like, the Regency movies where, like, Jane Austen, where they're all, like, in lines and they're walking up close to each other and they're holding up hands but not touching each other and spinning around and trading partners. Mm-hmm. And even they look bored. And even they look bored. That was the minuet. It was like a complicated walking pattern, more so than a dance. And again, practically zero physical contact between dancers. And by the way, this will come up importantly. The minuet was frequently in the same time signature as the waltz. And so this was, and then there was this filthy peasant dance that was face to face. You were held close and it was practically pornographic and godless. (laughs) So, and of course, there was even an entire like industry of people teaching this dance. Because if you were to be a respectable young man or woman and ever find a spouse or attend these dances and not be a fool, you had to learn these complex dances. So everyone had to take many dance lessons to learn how to do this, to be just a part of wealthy society. So there were dance schools and dance masters, and it was a business. The waltz. I, I just realized that like a hoedown is more similar to a minuet than a waltz. Yeah, it's like line dancing. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like line dancing. Okay, so naturally, uh, young men uh, would leave these courtly dances and go to these wild waltzes with the poor people, and they'd have a blast, and they'd secretly go to waltzes, and then became more and more popular, and eventually it was, waltzing was all the rage in Vienna. And it pissed off the dance masters. And then it began to spread because there was like, you know, a bunch of wars and German soldiers would go around everywhere and there would be the minuet music, which which the local musicians would play. But the German soldiers would dance the waltz and everyone saw it and they loved it and it started spreading across all of Europe like a virus. <laughs> this is the uh, dance form of syphilis. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the French Revolution, which the minuet became associated with aristocracy and you know, and that became immensely uncool. So the cool thing was doing the waltz. Austin's over here now doing the hand jive, by the way, guys, yeah. which is not the waltz. It is the opposite of waltzing. Yeah, it's actually closer to a minuet. It's a series of very specific motions that don't yeah. involve touching anybody. And, you know, naturally this caused so many feathers to be ruffled, and I am just assuming monocles to pop out of people's eyes as they made a shocked face. Just because people were doing this new dance, where you touch people, and you're close. And it's a close dance with a single partner. You're not, like, walking around the room. You're not mingling. No, no. This is one person you're dancing with. How on earth are you going to find a suitable partner if you're gazing lovingly into their eyes and holding them and dancing? And then when you're done, you start thinking you could have danced all night. You could have danced all night and still have begged for more. 
kept, people were so upset about this dance and for a crazy variety of reasons, which I'm going to cite some primary sources. I made a musical reference that Austin didn't understand, so I need to I need to rectify this later. That's okay. I, I heard your reference to My Fair Lady. No. Oh, no. Was it Footloose? No. That was The King and I. The King and I. Oh, I've never seen The King and I. Okay, but now you've got me questioning if it was My Fair Lady. I'm, pr- I'm like fairly certain it was The King and I. I usually just guess My Fair Lady if I don't know what the musical's from. Oh, right. oh, but I will say Austin, who famously hated musicals, which we have talked about, we're sitting there on the couch earlier this week and he says to me, you know, since you work from home now, if there's ever a play or musical in New York that we want to see, we can just go and you can work and then we can see the show. Yeah. And I'm like, who are you? It's like, this is what this is what quarantine has done to me. Actually, yeah. musicals are pretty great. I regret not liking them for as long as I did. I broke him. She broke me. So here are some descriptions. Um, he put his arms around her, pressed her to his breast, cavorted with her in the shameless, indecent, whirling dance of the Germans, <laughs> and engaging in a familiarity that broke all the bonds of good breeding. Then sent my silent misery turned into burning rage. So they were really, really angry. They were angry about this. And they were saying, they were saying that, no, never mind. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, you're going to notice some trends in what they were mad about. Okay. Uh, can our beloved wives and do- daughters, beloved, because they, because still uncontinued, uncontaminated by foreign corruptions, can they suffer themselves to be whirled about in all giddy, exciting mazes of the licentious, licentious, which licentious, by the way, means promiscuous and unbridledly sexual. Yes, it does. Waltz, like so many French or (gasps) Italian opera girls without impairing or losing all self-respect. Sorry, this is just lining up really well with research i'm doing for one of a for a future episode now, oh yeah that's it's it's all we've always been worried about the exact same things now you're gonna see some patterns here first of all it's a foreign dance which is a big problem for like you know okay though we're coming from like up here oh, oh, oh wait is, this is in england not america yeah this is in england okay it's gonna it also gets to america because like guys um we can't be mad about being a foreign dance when there are no dances from here yeah. until you get to the 1980s classic dirty dancing which austin has not seen and of course, they were not only were they concerned about how foreign it was and how, you know, clearly it's too it's too sexual for our wives and daughters. And it also raised the question of, well, if you're looking into each other's eyes and you're not doing these well choreographed dance numbers, uh, what's going to stop you from simply careening around the dance floor, not watching where you're going and crashing into everybody and turning this entire dance into just a mosh pit? Fair. That was an actual concern. They actually used the phrase mosh pit? No, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. And here we go. We remarked with pain that the indecent foreign dance called the waltz was introduced to the English court at court on Friday last. And from the same article, um, they go on to basically imply that this dance is only danced by prostitutes and adulteresses and the French. So why are we worried about our wives? Yes. And our daughters? If they're not French, they have to be one of the other two. And also, they're claiming this dance is done by the French, but they called it the German Waltz. But 
but it was an Austrian dance. So, like, come on, England. You're just, like, painting everything. It's like, oh, it's foreign, so it's bad. And then here we go. We get to an actual American example from later. Um, If you wish to, in its freshness, there, meaning your children's modest innocence, suffer not the waltz. So what are they supposed to suffer? I don't. The minuet. They would much rather their not... children suffer working in warehouses and losing their fingers at the age of eight? Yeah, just like, it's like, don't let your children dance. Dancing leads to prostitution. In the Pope actually ended up banning the waltz in 1820. And here, even as late as 1882, we're getting things like from this American book on etiquette that the waltz is calculated to do more injury to the young than many of the vices preached against from the pulpit. So there was even an entire poem in England called in a book called The English Dance of Death. That was about how a sickly young woman waltzed so much, she just fell over and died. There's even, like, an illustration of this, like, pale, wavish girl dancing around with a skeleton in this poetry book. I mean, that did happen in France, so I can see being worried about this. Yeah. Also, that was, like, a whole town. This is... This is kind of cited as like criticism of the waltz, but it's not entirely because uh, the famed poet Lord Byron got in some jabs. He wrote a a poem about this foreign dance and how ridiculous he thought it was called Waltz, an apostolic hymn. But it wasn't really critical of the waltz. It was mostly critical of the prince regent and his princely paunches as he was dancing about and spinning. And wait, princely paunches, was he calling him fat? Yeah. Okay. About how, like, this fat prince doing this weird dance that he'd never seen, and he, he by the way, he published this anonymously because he didn't want to piss off the prince, but it kind of got out there eventually that he yeah. did do this. And how Princess Caroline was just unfashionably German. So he wasn't really making fun of the waltz, he was simply making fun of the prince and princess at a dance what he went to. What year was this? Oh god, this was in the, this was like 1814, 1815. It was like, I think it was post-Napoleonic, I think. I didn't write down a date for this one. Sorry, that was just, it just brought me back to an episode of Friends where Monica looks at Rachel. You're jealous of Princess Caroline? Do I have my own castle? So, to summarize over all of the things people were doing about, don't do this German dance for French prostitutes. You will be unable to not have sex with everyone there, and it's going to be a big old orgy. And then this orgy is going to dance off a cliff, or your heart will explode. And then the Pope says you're going to go to hell immediately after that. Attracts. I'm on board. Yes. Never waltz. And again, like, this isn't just, like, early reactions to it. This went on for over a hundred years. Like, it went on from, like, around the time of the American Revolution all the way up until about 1913. People were concerned about the dangers of waltzing and their children. It wasn't until the tango and the dreaded two-step that people, that the criticism against the waltz stopped because they had something else to be worried about. The tango is pretty sexy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about the two-step, but I have watched just enough Dancing with the Stars because I actually don't enjoy that mm. show very much, but I do know it well enough to know that the tango is pretty sexy. Yep. The Kaiser actually banned Germans from doing the tango in 1913 because it was too promiscuous. Where is the tango from? Is that Spain? I think it's Spain. And of course, then also the tango is now the forbidden band dance. They took that from the waltz. There was also the jazz waltz for a while, which people were concerned about, but they weren't really concerned about the dance they were doing. They were more concerned about the jazz music they were doing it to. Yeah, I mean, jazz leads to all all manner of ills, which, you know, 
Austin can sit there and roll his eyes about how stupid they were about hating jazz, but Austin hates the jazz age more than anyone I've ever met. so much. I despise it. It's like all of, it's just modern enough to like really just paint how stupid it all was. We are now a hundred years out from the jazz age. Um, I feel like they weren't doing things nearly as stupid as a lot of us are doing now. No, no, we are so much dumber than the jazz age now, but we can make fun of the jazz age because they're all dead. I think he's most, they're not all dead. Just the ones who were born yeah. then are still, might still be alive. Uh, I think a lot of this comes from Austin's anger that he had to read The Great Gatsby in high school. Yeah. I like yeah. The Great Gatsby. I did not like The Great Gatsby. It's like, Daisy's a bad driver. We get it. That is not what the book That's is. That's exactly what the book is about. The book is not about that. <laughs> the book is actually exactly, I, exactly about what you're talking I about. I know I'm making fun of you. Oh God, and then, but the I'm bullying you with my literary references. But then we didn't realize that the green that the green light actually refers to some kind of cryptid. I think so. We're going to write yeah. a sequel to it where it all comes back to the cryptid. Oh yeah, the the uh, green light is actually from some sort of like Nessie type monster. We'd have to look, we'd have to look back up, but yeah, uh, we're gonna write our own Great Gatsby sequel that involves monsters. We're gonna write, we're gonna start writing fan fiction about classic novels. No, this is a real book, Austin. We are not writing fan fiction. We're gonna write some fan fiction. No. So and. Also, for those of you who are like feeling pretty high and mighty about how crazy we were back then and how we don't do this anymore, it's really not like anything has changed. Because look at how people react now to new dance trends. The twerk. Yeah, exactly. Look at twerking. What are our complaints about twerking? It's overly sexual. My God, won't you think of the children? I would never dance like that. In my day, we danced properly. And it's also the fear of something coming from a different culture. Yes, a lot of the dances that are being done right now are not being created by white people. Yeah, and so it's something that is foreign and we can place a lot of our fears of the unknown on it. And it's it's stupid that we do that. It is very stupid that we do that. Um, and we do get really mad about a lot of stuff. Like, we need to chill. Yeah, and again, and even now it's like it's the our fear of twerking is fading because it's not as shocking as it was when white people were first exposed to it when Miley Cyrus did it at the Grammys. And it wasn't like Miley Cyrus was the first person to twerk. She didn't invent it. She just did it in front of a new audience. No, like, I will say there are things where we need to keep in mind the age of the dancers involved. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I went to a, I went to go see a play at a local community theater that had opening acts because you sit out there for a couple hours beforehand. There was a hip hop group uh, comprised of probably ages six to ten. And no, please do enroll your kids in hip hop dance classes. That's awesome. They were doing extremely graphic simulated sex on the uh like on the ground i'm not talking twerking i'm talking like the worm except humping and i actually went to my friend like do their parents not realize that they're simulating sex on stage right now turns out that their parents were sitting right in front of us (laughs) and again we were so we're getting less and less concerned about it and it's probably gonna be replaced by some new dance we all hate like any day now people are getting outside we're gonna start dancing again well no like tiktok is like making dancing cool again and we're actually getting less and less angry about things other than when the creators are not credited which they should be yeah my money personally is on some like k-pop dance trend scandalizing the world that's what i think is gonna be the next one k-pop is so cute it's very cute but i'm not saying i'm not saying that in a like patronizing way like i actually think those boys like in that group that had like 30 members they as people are just so adorable okay i'm gonna i'm gonna show my age here i know it's bts but like every time i think of it i want to say btk BTK. knowing full well that's completely wrong no and i'm thinking i think i'm talking about a different group that i saw performing on another person's show but 
like and it was a great performance they were fucking awesome but oh my gosh they just each have those like they have these little pinchable cheeks they're because we are ancient we are and to us they look like they're little even though we know that they're probably at least 18 years old mm-hmm. like our doordash driver today i'm like are you old enough to be driving ma'am <laughs> So going forward from here, the next time you see a haircut or a dance or an article of clothing or literally any other trend you don't approve of, just take a moment, hum the Daniel Waltz to yourself and do the box step. And remember that the Pope banned this for being too sexy at one point in time. So try and like contextualize your outrage on the arc of history and then keep your mouth shut about the what youth are doing and just silently think, get off my lawn, kids. Yeah, kids are actually pretty great. Yeah. Um, and like, especially like, they're so much nicer than we were. They are so much more understanding than we were. They're so much more willing to try new things yeah. than we were. Like, we are like, I, like I just said, we are stodgy and set in our ways. But okay, I remember like, as a tween, like getting my family to try sushi because I wanted it for my birthday. And um, my grandfather was like, okay, this is weird. My grandmother was like, this is weird. Other family members were like, I am not touching this raw fish. This is disgusting. The first time we had sushi in my family, it was um, grocery store sushi because, Ooh. well, no, no, it was because we were, we didn't want to go spend money, that kind of money on something that we weren't sure we would like. And it was just, you know, California rolls. And we ended up really liking it. So from then on, we, you know, went out and got actual sushi. But yeah, you got to try new things. Dances, foods, being nice to people. Yeah, try try new things. And like, don't be super judgy of when people are trying something new. Now, obviously, if they're doing something new that is actually dangerous, not just morally yeah, dangerous. Don't let them eat Tide Pods. Yeah, don't let them eat Tide Pods. Which that was like, not even a real thing. That was like, a few like YouTubers did it, and they were and okay. Then people made they jokes about it. They were all adults. Yes, like my my students. I taught the age that was getting blamed for this, and they were all like, "How stupid do you grownups think we are? We know that's poison. We don't really want to poison ourselves. No, those are grown ass adults who are paying for college educations at this moment. We fear for the future." Yeah. Oh, well, this is completely unrelated, but Chuck Tingle did, in fact, write a book about how, um, like, a sentient Tide Pod that ran a car wash, and there were sexy times, because it's a Chuck Tingle book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chuck Tingle! Like, I'm trying to think if there were any cool dances back when we were, like, that age. Oh, uh... The Bye Bye Bye. I remember mm-hmm. that one. And it, that one's funny, though, because... More than once during Zoom meetings. And remember, we are all adults at my work. And this is like more than one job I've had. The uh, bye 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 has come up and there's always several of us who just automatically do the dance and nobody comments on it. <laughs> oh, actually, this is kind of funny. You know, the, you know, the Macarena, the dance oh, that God, is still I done in every, about the Macarena. every wedding. Well, um, there's been some recent stuff going around because someone's finally looking at the translated, like, you know, original Macarena lyrics. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a little bit risque. Yeah. So, and, um, and then there are all the actual, like, they're line dances. Yeah. The, uh, the hip hop line dances mm-hmm. that are, that I think came around in the 90s. Yeah. We, they, they were always there from the time we were in middle school. Like, what, Cupid Shuffle? Um, and there's another one. Yeah. We haven't been to prom in a long time, guys. Yeah, it's been, it's been 84 years. It has been 18 years since prom or so. Wow. Austin, we're coming up on our 20th year from high school. I need you to think about that. I don't want to think about that. I need to start getting in shape now because I was already, like, I had more hair and I was in better shape than a lot of my classmates, which is a big win for me. And I need to make sure that trend continues. 
See, I was accused of pretending to be goth back in high school because I dyed my hair from red back to its natural color. And they're like, oh, you're just trying to be goth. I'm like, no, this is actually just what I look like. I am very pale and have dark hair. It's like, don't gatekeep looking like something for me. (laughs) So are you ready for questions? Sure. All right. Will the fact that waltzing Matilda is not actually a waltz be on the test? In second grade, if you'd paid attention. I never paid attention. Okay. Will the fact that if you make eye contact with someone while you're dancing, you probably won't like careen off a cliff and die be on the test? No, because they'd be like, so Maddie is in this class and we can't put that on there because she will careen off of a cliff. Will the fact that you too can learn how to waltz be on the test? Again, they'll be like, Maddie is in this class. We can't put this on here because that will shame her. Will the fact that in every Jane Austen movie adaptation we've seen where they're all dancing, it was in fact the kids were doing an incredibly uncool dance for the time period be on the test? I have a confession to make. Yeah. I've never seen a single Jane Austen movie. <sighs> what? Even the one? Okay. Even the one with the love of my life, Colin Firth. Okay. I think there's like a Mandela effect thing in which- like, The shirt. The yes. shirt. Yeah. I'm aware of that. I can guarantee- Even I have seen that scene that doesn't exist as like a video on YouTube or some shit. There is a Mandela effect about Mr. Darcy coming out of the water, not wearing a shirt or with the shirt plastered on something that doesn't actually exist. But everybody remembers it. Even I remember it. I've never seen this movie, if that gives you an idea. Also, um, speaking of Mandela effects, uh, you know how the movie Shazam didn't exist until uh, Chuck made it recently? But the movie Kazam, if you are a Veronica Mars fan... The little boy in Kazam with Shaq is Weevil. That blew my mind. Also, don't watch Kazam. Do watch Kazam. Don't. Support Shaq. Shaq. Yes, Shaq needs our support. I Okay. Shaq is... Dr. Shaquille O'Neal needs our help. I don't know if he's a doctor or if he just has a master's, but it's in education and he speaks at like education conferences while actually maintaining a non-edgy celebrity status. He actually just gives a shit. He's smart and he's tall and he and he competes with Tony the Tiger for who has a deeper voice and they're support bo- Shaq. They're both great. And okay, final question. Will the fact that there's only like half a degree of separation between ballroom dancing and Oktoberfest music be on the test? So you're talking about the polka. The polka and ballroom dancing, they are like this close. And my hands are very close together. See, I've only ever been to one Oktoberfest. And um, the dancing I saw at it was nothing like a waltz or a polka. So I think I would just end up confused on this question. Because the dancing I saw was Taylor Hansen jumping around the stage, literally jumping like a frog while seeing Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And I am not making this up. Uh, Yeah, that's right. She's seen Hansen be jealous. By accident (laughs) before Mbop because I lived in Tulsa. Now, this is not me insulting Hansen, but this was a group of kids who really didn't were, were being told to sing like classic rock songs that they were like, um... So it's a song about a bullfrog? Got it. I'm like, okay, I get it because I, I probably also would have thought it was... You, you know. had a much more interesting childhood than me. I don't know if it was interesting. It was just weird at points. That's Weird is interesting. I okay, mean, I actually us. have had people, like, when I tell them stories, that they're like, you do understand that that's not something that normally happens to people, right? And I'm like... I, it's just my life. It doesn't seem weird to me. Okay, uh, about half of our marriage has been her relaying a, relating a story to me about something that's happened in her past, and me just, like, sitting with my mouth just agape, just like, He what? He has, on more than one occasion, asked me if I was sure this wasn't a dream I had. 
it's like some of it's like it's like that can't be real now and some of it is tv shows like he didn't believe that the secret life of alex mack existed that seems like it shouldn't have been a thing it's a girl who turns into a puddle and solves crimes it's larissa olenek and she was in like um 10 things i hate about you as the as bianca the younger sister who was the reason Julia Stiles wasn't allowed to date. And she, if she would not have gotten that part in that movie or in the Babysitter's Club movie, if she had not been Alex Mack. Wow. Imagine what a different world we'd be in if I, if I was right about Alex Mack being a weird dream you had. It just gets really confusing now, though, because there is the, like, Nexium person with a very similar... Nex, Nexus... Nex, Nexium. The sex cult person. Okay. Uh, with it's, a, it sounds like it's an... Like anti, a, anti, uh, antacid drug. Yeah. Um, because there's somebody like who was their not ringleader, their uh, recruiter with a very similar name, and it it you know Sully's the good name of Alex Mack. She was just trying to solve crimes or something. I don't really remember. <laughs> yes. It also doesn't help that like every once in a while she like relate the stuff to me as she's like falling asleep, and it's just, like, what are you talking about? And I'll be like already kind of drowsy, and she'll just read like tell this to me like some sort of weird oracle. <laughs> yeah, two nights ago I'm like Austin, Austin. We've got to watch Chopped where they make cookies. And you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then today I was on Hulu. I'm like, no, look, it's a real thing. Chopped sweets. Now, I don't know if they make cookies, but really, it's, I bet they make cookies. it's chopped, but they make desserts instead of meals. So I don't make stuff up just because I'm on sleeping pills. <laughs> uh, we, we have a very exciting life, as you can all tell. Healthy marriage. Healthy marriage. You can tell it's been a really boring week this week, guys, um, because, you know, we've gone off on this particular tangent. And also, a lot of what I wanted to talk about this week is stuff for an episode that I'm planning for the future. It was really hard for me to not interject several times here because stuff in 1882 is part of mine, too. And it relates to this, but it's so much darker because yeah. we really, really sucked around that time. Oh, yeah. We really did. And it's so funny because, like, I don't want to, I, I, I want to hear what she's talking about because she's really excited about her topic, but I also don't because I want to be able to react to it on the podcast. And to be fair, this is, like, to be clear, this is probably not my topic for next week because this is the one that involves my annotation kit and it is not a thin book and I'm probably a fourth to a third of the way through it. Like, I'll be doing the dishes and I'll just hear her, like, start exclaiming, what the fuck, while she's doing her annotations. Oh, I showed him some of my annotations where it just says, yikes. And oh my fucking god, and I can't even off to the sides. It's like, I didn't even, she's like, and her notes are like, she's like, like boxing out like entire pages. Those are just quotes usually. Yeah, still, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long one, so get ready for it. I think it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's something else, but like what he's talking about directly relates to it. Let's just say in 1880, in the 1880s, we got racist towards a new towards a new and exciting group of people, and we really were sad the Civil War was over. And I'm not talking about the South being sad because they lost. I'm talking about the North being sad because it was over. Yeah, just like that was the, around the time when America found new and exciting ways to be racist. Yep, new and exciting ways to be racist, which you know we is a tradition that we carry till to the, till today. Uh, God, we just need to start looking for fucking mastodons again instead. Like yeah. reframe our focus, look for mastodons. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Bigfoot. If everyone got seriously into Bigfoot hunting, it would solve okay, racism. Not hunting. Oh no. Finding Bigfoot. Finding. We, we don't want, want to kill Bigfoot. No, we want to just like talk to him and like learn about Bigfoot's life because that's what I need. Like, okay, let's like turn our nationwide focus from being dickwads to finding cryptids. 
Yeah. It's like, just like look in your local newspapers, archives, and you'll find some weird sightings that might be just drunk people being drunk people a hundred years ago, or it might be an undiscovered magical beast in your own neighborhood. I mean, we've got this Kansas City gorilla man. Yeah. That apparently still gets brought up from time to time, even though it may just have been an escaped circus gorilla or may not have existed at all. We've got, you know, Sam, Sinkhole Sam from out west. Got the skinwalkers. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. We just need to go find these guys. And like, like stop focusing oh, on, on how mean we can be to people and start focusing on finding these creatures and welcoming them into society. Like, for example, like we could even like, we should probably make up our own for this podcast and we could be where it started. And then like, you know, five years from now, someone's like, where did the corn maze stalker come from? It came from this okay. podcast. I might have to do an episode about like, I don't know what the phrase would be, but basically, you know how Slenderman didn't exist until like 10 years ago and people yeah. like believe in him now. And now they're all people who are like, okay, so if you learn about the Dybbuk box, you're going to have this really bad reaction. Bad luck's going to befall you. I'm like, okay, I've been studying the Dybbuk box in a variety of ways since I was like 14. Nobody said that until about a year and a half ago. I've never had bad luck because nobody ever said that because or, it's not real. Or, so it's like it's like this shared way that mythology changes. And I don't want to call it a shared delusion because that's not right. But so, it's like it's like a shared like restructuring of belief. Yeah, and if you were raised to like I didn't ever have anybody tell me that the Dybbuk box was going to get me, so I never associated, you know, stubbing my toe the next day with the Dybbuk box. No, do I think the Dybbuk box hurt um oh god, I'm blinking. Zach Bagans? No, not Bagans. Um the other guy, the rap the the musician. Post Malone? Yeah. Do I think it hurt personal post Malone? Yes, because I grew up with if you are too close to the Dybbuk box or if you touch the Dybbuk box or if you in any way insult the Dybbuk box, it can get you. And Post Malone did have a string of extremely weirdly bad luck afterwards. But I, know. I mean, he also has facial tattoos, which maybe he just doesn't make great decisions. Um, Now you're going back to insulting Weevil from uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah. So leave them alone. So we're going to go figure out what our nearest cryptid is and see how we can use that knowledge to learn to be nicer to people. So in the meantime, where can people find us? Well, they can find us on Twitter at OnTheTestPod, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OnTheTestPod, and our frequently unused Instagram uh, at OnTheTestPod. Hey, I remember to update it this week. And of course, our website, OnTheTestPod.com. Twitter is the easiest way to reach us. I check it the most often because that's where all the drama is. It really is. So on that note, we're going to go find a cryptid and we're going to go to follow some tr- some Twitter drama and class, class dismissed. dismissed.